welcome to the first bonus episode from the 2018 ACID Conference, held on the Gold Coast in November 2018. I'm Hilary Johnson, as always, guiding you through this episode of the ACID Research to Practice podcast. And I'm Sophia Tipping. I'll be keeping you and Hillary company. Lots of self-advocates and people with intellectual disability stopped by to talk to Ben Pawson at the storytelling booth at the ACID conference. The people who told their stories talked about what is working well and some things they want to see done better. We've grouped their stories into three themes and over three bonus episodes we'll take you through the highlights. We will also point you in the direction of some recent research published in ACID publications like RAPID and JIDD. These will relate to real-life stories that we're telling you today. The links will be in the show notes as always. This is by no means all the research that's out there, though, so we'd love you to join the conversation and tell us your thoughts. It would be great if you could point us and other listeners in the direction of research that's relevant to what the self-advocates we're about to hear talk about. Tweet us using the hashtag ACIDPOD. That's A-S-I-D-P-O-D. Great idea, Sophia. The first question we asked people was how they spent their time. Here's how Alison answered. Tell me about the radio show. How was that? That was really good. It was on Only Human on 4 Triple Z. In Brisbane. In Brisbane. And what did you talk about? Um, having an intellectual disability and about music and about my dog Banjo. Well, I want to ask so many questions. So tell me about your music. Um, what do you want to know? It's originals and it's actually online also. I've even gone on Spotify. Right. And how did you get into that? Um, going to heaps of concerts and then one of my friends called Kim, careful Kim is her name on Facebook, gone on to me about um, recording and um, if I wanted to write some songs and I said yes. And then how did you get from there to having your own website and it being on the internet? Oh, it's easy. Just um, record it at the Triple Z Studios and put it online. Wow, the Triple Z Studios? Is that another radio station? Yes, 102.1 FM in Brisbane. <laughs> Well, so who let you into the studios? Um, all the presenters, and I know, all these 15. 15 presenters? <laughs> yes, that's a lot, isn't it? That is a lot. So how did you get to know so many presenters? It's called going to gigs because a lot of presenters are in bands, local Brisbane bands. Right. So would it be fair to say that you, Alison, are a part of the music scene here? Yes, I am. And what's the music scene like in Brisbane? Amazing. In fact, if you got time, go and check out a local gig. Alison, that is fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing your passion for music with us and enjoy the conference. Anytime, Benjamin. What Alison is up to sounds like great community participation. Well, Hilary, in the spirit of research, how are you defining community participation? Oh, that is a very good question. And it's one that my current favourite researcher, Stacey Clifford Simplican, wrote a great article on. Apparently it's quite a contested definition. You can find an article discussing different definitions of related concepts in RAPID. It's worth a read. Which raises the question of how might we measure community participation? We did find some agreement that it was a good thing for people with all levels of intellectual disability, but not everyone with an intellectual disability gets a chance to participate. As Merrills and her colleagues from Curtin University concluded in 2018... And a paper published in 2017 by Camille Gautier-Boudreau found a lack of research on the participation of people with profound intellectual disabilities, 
a group we still struggle to hear from. In an earlier podcast, Joe Watson discussed how often this group was excluded. Yeah, unfortunately so, Hilary. Well, we're trying to get creative about including people with more diverse communication on this podcast. We hope you're going to hear from people with profound intellectual disabilities and complex communication in season three. Next, we hear a bit about Alan's experience in gaining employment. At the moment, it's with people putting you down, it's like, screw them. If, if you've got something that you can do and you know you can do it, the sky's the limit, just go for it. Don't worry about any negativity. If it's something you're passionate about, just get out there, do it, because anything is possible. That's a very powerful message. Thank you, Alan. How did you learn that lesson in your life? It's after doing a paid traineeship, I just stuck in and took in everything, lent what I could or went out and lent skills that I brought to the, the group and people gave me positive feedback and let me use the skills I learned on the way. I'm working around people that, that were uh, pulling me in to offer more help on learning skills. Then I was uh, jumping in and giving things a go. That's great. So um, what do you do for work at the moment? I've just recently started in the Nanda Co-op Parks Crew where I go around a couple of days to recreational areas and local parks and help mow the lawns and trim the edges, pick up rubbish, clean tables, anything just to make the space tidy for the local pedestrians. Great work. Important work. Alan, what, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about on the audio that you're proud of in your life? Proud to, to be part of a local community that works with people with disabilities and gives them a fair go. I'm getting back into my lawn bowls, which I've enjoyed, and just trying to make new friends. Alan didn't talk about how he was supported, but we know it's a crucial issue for people with intellectual disabilities to obtain, and more importantly, keep employment. Hilary, you wouldn't happen to be referring to the 2017 scoping review by Dr Cindy Chang and her colleagues from La Trobe University, would you? It was about effective supports for doing just that, supporting people in employment, and it's in the JIDDD journal. You're absolutely right, Sophia. And it contained 17 individual-level strategies. Next, we hear from Ian and Bernard, who work together at the Nanda Community Enterprises Co-op. Ian is one of the cooks there. Ian, where do you do all this cooking? At the Nanda Community Enterprises Co-op, next to the Nanda Trade Station. And how long have you been going there? I've been there since 2009. So you must be like a piece of the furniture. Everybody must know your name. What's the best thing about going there? Uh, it's good to have a cafe running there because if we didn't have a cafe there, I'd have to apply pension every week and that's not good. It's a job, you get paid, is that how it works? Uh, yeah, sometimes we do night catering to get extra money as well, so that's pretty good. 
who do you do the night catering for? What's the biggest group you've ever catered for? Well, the biggest group I've ever catered for was the International Women's Dinner at South, South Brisbane. Do you remember how many people that was? That's probably about 150 pe people. When was the first time you remember cooking? Oh, well, back, back then we, we had a, a small kitchen at the time because we didn't have an international uh, dishwasher and had to wash the dishes up by hand and just had to make everything by hand to start with. Two of your grants coming in to, to help us make the cafe the way it is today. How many people do you cook with? Is it a good team? Yeah, we've got um, Steve the chef, um, Kirsty who was their manager there, but now it's um, Penny. The uh, board members, which is Maury, uh, Richard, uh, Bernard, and myself, which has been pretty good. Because the board helps make decisions on what the cafe is going to turn out to be. Ben talked to Bernard as well who you might have seen doing a sterling rendition of Eye of the Tiger by Survivor on the Acid Facebook page. As Ian mentioned, he's also on the board of the NECC. Stands for Nanda Enterprises Community Co-op. You mentioned something else that you were on the board of? I'm on the board of CLA. I'm the vice president of CLA. And how long have you been doing that? Uh, this is my second year. Right. And how, how's it going? Is it tough work? Yeah, uh, CLA's been going for nearly over 20 years. It's been, it was known as Rehab back in 1998 when it first started. Now it's, it was, then then it was known as CLP and now it's CLA. So it's been going for quite a long time. And I've been a major part of it for quite a while, so, which is good. So we're coming to the end of 2018. Mm. What's been the biggest thing that's happened to the CLA in 2018? Well, obviously the NDIS. Uh, that's made a, big, a very big change because we used to get funded by Disability Services Queensland. Now that's all changed now. Uh, we've lost a few staff, but we've gained a lot of new staff who are very qualified. It's been a really, very long road, but as I said with Maury, Maury's been, the, I guess, the flagship of the organisation, and that's Mr Maury there. Otherwise known as the Lord. Only one of the Lords? Yeah, one of the Lords. I'm the other Lord. I'll have a chat to Maury later. Yeah. I bet that all that keeps you busy. Do you have time for anything else in your week? Yeah, well, I go 10-pin bowling. I bowl in the league every Saturday, and that's waltzing Matilda. And which hand do you bowl with? I'm a right-hander. Right. Yeah, that arm looks slightly bigger than the other one. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> How does the league do? Have you won any uh, prizes in the league? Yes, uh, we went to the Nationals this year, which were in Adelaide last year, uh, this year, and uh, I've won a lot of trophies, medals, the Nationals that I've participated in. Next year it's in Canberra next year. And um, it's been going for since 1998. This league, I've been a part of it since 2008, so which has been a big, which has been fantastic. Well, thank you very much for your time, Bernard. I think that's the bell to go back into the second yes. session. As Bernard headed off into his session, he leaves us with some interesting questions. What are some ways to get people with any level of intellectual disability into rewarding activities, whether it's paid work, like Ian? following a passion with the help of an amazing community like Alison the Musician, or helping lead and steer organisations like Bernard. And once they're doing something they enjoy, what can support them to stay there? That makes me think of an evaluation of a Sydney Transition to Work program that was evaluated by Zoo and Stancliffe. 
I think it was in a 2017 issue of JIDD. They found huge differences in outcomes of the programs. It's worth a look. Yeah, the people we spoke to had a lot to offer and there was broad enthusiasm about opportunities to work from the people we talked to. But a lot of the research we looked at caught for more studies into these questions. We're sure there are more out there. Tell us what we missed. Tweet us your thoughts and experiences using the hashtag ACIDPOD. Some great things are being achieved by this mob. In the next bonus episode, we're going to hear from more self-advocates about the value of giving back and leading the way. I look forward to it, Sophia. If you know a group of people with intellectual disability who might want to contribute to future episodes, or if you have great research story to share, get in contact with us. You can find us on Twitter via the handle at acid underscore limited, LTD, and on Facebook via at acid.asn.au. Thank you to everyone who contributed at the Story Booth at the ACID Conference. This episode was produced by Ben Pawson, Sophia Tipping, Buffy Gorilla and Hilary Johnson. A big thank you to everyone who made the conference and this episode possible. Thanks to the ACID Board, Local Conference Organising Committee, Leishman Associates and the many conference sponsors. And an extra special thank you to the speakers and delegates who shared their thoughts with us. You can subscribe to the Acid Research to Practice podcast via iTunes, Stitcher or anywhere you find good podcasts. Or better yet, become a member and enjoy access to a number of publications and benefits. Just go to our website, acid.asn.au. And thanks for listening. Listening.